Good morning, Sleepy Town. I'm Beau Bartlett, and you're listening to The Art House. Art House Radio. Coming to you from way down, way down in beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia. From Columbus State University. From across the tracks at 9th and Broadway. From the Carpenters Building. 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. We're also heard over on Alm Radio, 96.3, in Charleston, South Carolina. Thanks for joining us this morning on The Art House. So glad you could be with us this morning. We have a lovely show for you. Songs about graduation, songs that complement graduation time, commencement time, when folks are getting out of school and beginning anew. The word of the day today is commencement. Commencement. It means to begin or to start. Also means the address given at graduation time, a commencement. And the quote of the day today comes from Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I... I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Robert Frost. Here with producer, engineer extraordinaire, Show Irakawa. Hi, Show. I'm just going to say hi to you over there. What are you doing? I am producing and being an ex- a producer extraordinaire. You really are doing it beautifully. <laughs> Extraordinary how well you're doing it. Uh, thank you. I love, what is it, visual gags in an audio medium. Getting ready for summer? Can't. It couldn't come soon enough. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's listen to some music. How about that? I love it. Okay, let's. We're going to start right in with Graduation by George Winston. Wonderful little graduation music for us this morning as we start the summer. Thank you. 
Listening to the Art House, Art House Radio from 88.5 WCUG and Arm Radio 96.3. This is a commencement speech for the New York Academy of Art from May 2023. In my end is my beginning, T.S. Eliot. We are where we are because of the roads we have taken. You, graduates, are now at a crossroads. Robert Frost talked about two roads diverging and taking the one less traveled. I had a friend in Pennsylvania who said, two roads diverged in a yellow wood and I sat down. I'm here today with you to encourage you to keep on moving. Don't sit down. When I was a kid, growing up in Georgia, I'd wake up early in the morning and I'd walk out into my backyard on a beautiful spring day. And I'd go out in my shorts and my bare feet and I would just stand in the grass, the cool, dew-covered grass. And I'd feel the moisture on my feet I'd listen to the birds in the trees and look up at the morning sun streaming through the cherry laurels. I was fully alive in the moment. My family didn't know much about art. It was a traditional Southern Baptist upbringing. I'd sit in church on Sunday mornings and draw the stories being told by the preacher. I loved to draw. I actually considered being a preacher for a while until I realized that There were just too many things I wanted to do, and I didn't want to be a hypocrite. But in the South, there's a strong, long storytelling tradition. There's one story I remember well from those early days, and that is the story of Jonah. I've actually done paintings of it, done paintings of that story. Jonah. Jonah's a normal guy, just like us. He lives in Joppa. 
And one day he's thumped hard on the top of his head by the divine, who tells him to go to Nineveh and preach. Because Nineveh is a city that's in turmoil and needs to be saved. Like any of us who might have such an experience, he didn't want to do it. So he gets on a boat and he starts going in the opposite direction as far as he can go toward Tarsius. Of course, in the biblical story, God always provides. So God provides a big storm that roughs the seas. And the sailors discover Jonah down as a stowaway underneath. And they assume that he is the cause for the storm. And they want to hang him or to make him walk the plank. But he decides voluntarily to sacrifice himself and just jump out of the boat. Jonah jumps over into the sea and instantly the waters calm. And so all the guys in the boat were like, yep, he must have been the problem. And Jonah sinks down to the bottom of the Mediterranean. And then, as always, God provides. A whale comes along, trolling for krill, with its baleen, its mouth opening and closing, opening and closing. And then, all of a sudden, the whale opens his mouth wide and sucks Jonah into his throat and down into his belly. It sort of gets stuck in there somewhere in the lower throat or down in the belly. The second chapter of Jonah is where he's inside the whale. He's not lamenting. He's not lamenting at that point. He's not saying, oh, why me or anything like that. But instead, he gives a prayer, a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of praise. Thanks. I had a great life. Thanks for everything. And then, at that moment, God provides the gag reflex in the whale. And the whale yaks him up on the shore, onto the beach, where he stands like a wet dog, shaking, shaking the whale yak off of himself. And he says, well, I guess now I'll go to Nineveh. That might be the part of the story that you're familiar with. Jonah is called, and he goes. But actually, this is where the story starts to get interesting. Jonah does as he says. He goes to Nineveh. He stands on the street corner, sort of like a homeless guy. And he just stands there with nothing, still covered in dried whale yak. And he just starts saying things like, change your ways. He doesn't really know what to say. He's just a normal person like us. And he yells, uh, put on sackcloth. Uh, stop being lewd. He's just saying stuff. And then all of a sudden, the mayor, the mayor of Nineveh is going by in one of those little carriages, a golden litter. And she stops and opens the velvet teal curtain. And she hears this guy out on the street corner saying, change your ways. Nineveh needs to change. Put on sackcloth. Fast. Be nice to your neighbor. And she thinks, hmm, these are pretty good ideas. This is what we need to do. And she sends out a decree for everybody to be nice to their neighbor, to fast, to change their ways, to stop being rude and stop being lewd. And everybody got along with the program. And they all wore the same burlap sack. And they fasted and they prayed and they were nice to one another. And suddenly the city was changed and just like that, saved. The city was saved. Jonah had done his job. And he goes out to the edge of the city and he sits out there. He's thinking, okay, I did my job. I saved the city. The sun starts to beat down on his head. And he starts to get hot. And he starts to think, oh, now wait a second. I came all this way. I did this job, the job I was supposed to do. But what's in it for me? Then all of a sudden, God provides an elephant tree plant growing faster than kudzu to quickly come up like Jack and the Beanstalk over Jonah's head and provide some shade. Jonah thinks, ah, now that's better. 
That's what we're talking about. And he lays back down in the shade. But God keeps providing, and God provides a little caterpillar to climb up and start eating holes in the kudzu elephant tree plant foliage. The sun starts beating back down through the wormholes onto Jonah's head. And again, he becomes hot and he's miserable. It's midday, and he stands up, stands up like cool hand loop yelling at the sky. And he says, why me? I did what I was supposed to do. Why? Why am I so miserable? God speaks to him for the second time and says, this didn't have anything to do with you. It never had anything to do with you. I just wanted to save the city. The story is about the whole, growing into a more holistic way of thinking. So we grow out of our egos. We act almost all the time out of our ego. What's in this for me? But the story is about overcoming that. It's about thinking more holistically, about asking, what can we do for the whole system? And letting that direct every action we take. Joseph Campbell said, the artists are the prophets, and we are, and that comes with responsibility. As of today, you will have your artistic license. You will be able to travel to begin your artistic journey. Sometimes you'll have to make hard decisions about whether to do this or whether to do that, whether to go this way or whether to go that way, whether to move or just be right here, whether to paint this or whether to paint that. These are hard decisions that can have an impact on you and your, and, and your work and for the whole rest of your life. And it's important to not get stymied. It's important to just keep moving. There's no right or wrong in art. It's all good. I like to keep a quarter in my pocket. And sometimes if I'm faced with a difficult decision, I'll just flip a coin. Sometimes it's not the decision we make. It's the conviction we move forward with once we've made a decision. My instructor at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, Morris Blackburn, said, Art is like life. It's like taking a trip. You have to know where you're going and know how to get there. Too often, many of us don't know where we are. We just don't even know where we stand. And we've come to rely on Google or Siri to get us to where we need to go. Some of us have a better sense of direction than others. Birds have little gyroscopes in their brains which help guide them in their migration or on their return home. The reason to travel is to get somewhere, to get to your destination. We don't learn to drive just to drive around the block showing off how well we know how to drive, waving at our mothers on the front porch every time we pass the house. Hey, mom, look how well I can drive. No, we learn to drive so we can go somewhere. Your teachers may say, oh, it's all about process. And this is true to a point, but it's not just about process. It's not just about driving. It's about getting to your destination. We are here today because we have kept on moving forward. Perseverance. Perseverance is the key. You have to have short-term goals and long-term goals. The short-term goals have to take you in the direction of your long-term goals. A long-term goal may be, mm, I'd like to have a solo museum exhibition someday. It won't just happen right away. You have to get out of school first and you have to find a studio and set up a studio and paint every day. These are short-term goals. Get a show, get a show somewhere and a pop-up space, an experimental space, or the local coffee shop, and then build a body of work over time, and maybe get a gallery show. These are short-term goals, and then eventually work toward the long-term goals, such as a museum show, or 
financial independence. But aim high, aim high because gravity is going to pull it down. Advice. Mm. Briefly, three pieces of advice. The best advice I can give you is to be nice. The first gallery show I ever had in New York was with PPOW. They told me after I'd been showing with them for a few years that they took me on at the time because I was nice. I won a Pew Fellowship in Philadelphia, and later, years later, I asked one of the judges about the process. There were so many great artists who applied, so many great applications, and I asked them, why did I win? And they said, because I thanked them for giving the fellowship in the first place. That one moment of thanking tipped the scale. Secondly, mind your business. Literally mind your business. One time I was painting in my studio in Pennsylvania and the phone rang and it was producer Mike Nichols on the other end of the line and he said, Bo, I'm riding in the back of a limo with Steve Martin and he tells me that I should get one of your paintings. I'd like to buy one. To which I responded, okay. And I promptly hung up the phone and just went straight back to painting. I never sold Mike Nichols a painting. I didn't follow up follow up return that call return that email it's not that hard and third thirdly mind your daily habits i give my students a list of 10 do's it's sort of like the 10 commandments but instead of thou shalt nots it's a list of daily practices 10 things to do every day let's just call them rules for the road one hydrate Drink a gallon of pure water a day. Two, eat right. Eat three well-balanced meals a day. Three, be physical. Exercise or play a sport regularly. Four, study. Learn all you can about your primary interests. Five, make some money. Work. Be responsible and not greedy. You have to work. You have to pay the rent. You have to eat. Six, make art. Believe in it. Develop it and enjoy it. Seven, meditate or pray. Find and practice a spiritual discipline. Eight, sleep. Eight hours a night to recharge and to dream. Nine, love. Develop a few close, honest relationships. My friend Andrew Wyeth always said, your art goes as deep as your love goes. 10, know thyself. Be clear. Write. Decide when an issue is yours or when it is someone else's. You have to believe in yourself. No one else will ever believe in you until you first believe in yourself. And the only way to believe in yourself is to do the work. It's a cause and effect world. You will receive what you deserve. The painter Sir Joshua Reynolds said, nothing is denied to well-directed labor and nothing is to be achieved without it. To believe in yourself, you must embrace your entire self, your strengths, your weaknesses, your vulnerabilities. Robertson Davies said, let your root feed your crown. This means let everything you are, your DNA, your heritage, your experiences, flow through you like nutrition to a tree. From your root, through your trunk, to your foliage, your fruit to your crown. Let where you're from and all that you are be the thing that you show to the world, be the thing that you make manifest in the world. Just by being yourself, you are original. A kid growing up in the fields in Georgia, watching the grasses sway in the late afternoon sunlight, is going to have a very different worldview 
and a very different temperament than a kid growing up in the Bronx, watching graffiti pass through the windows of a train. But both are equally worthy, one story no better or more valid than the other. The important thing is telling your story clearly, succinctly, honestly. Goethe said, begin it now. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of your journey. Decide where you're going. Decide how to get there. Work toward it. Manifest it. Believe in it. Short-term and long-term goals. In the end, the real purpose of art is to wake us up. And the real long-term goal of art is to serve something greater than ourselves. One can define that however they choose. But on a holistic level, we must find a reason to make art other than for our own ego or our own legacy. We must find a reason which serves the whole, the whole system. My friend Susie Goblick wrote about the reenchantment of art, about finding an art that's not about making art for art's sake, just producing product for the biggest mega gallery. Goblick wrote about Julia Butterfly, who sat atop the redwoods in the great northwest to keep loggers from cutting down the trees. Art must serve something larger than ourselves. Joseph Campbell asked, who does the grail serve? Here are the questions to ask ourselves. What do we really want? In our wildest imagination, what do we really want? What does the world need? What do we want to see? What does the world need to see? What do we need to express? What can we do? for the whole system? How can we serve? What does it mean to be free? What does it mean to be open? What is truth in these times? What is real? This is the challenge. Art must wake us up. Wake us up to ourselves and one another. And when we awaken, may we find ourselves standing barefoot in our own backyards, the dew on the grass wet on our feet as we stand fully alive, awake and at home. Andrew Wyeth's last words to me were, keep yourself free. Today, you are at a crossroads. Two roads diverge. Where are you going? Don't sit down. Where are you headed? Just flip a coin and go. And now, by the power invested in me, by the New York Academy of Art, I hereby bestow upon you your artistic license. You have your freedom. Now, go and use it. Lightspeed. Every spring pull back home While the memory sunk in my 
some kind of comfort I find there. The air speaks to me all the secrets in humanity. Every bit of me is in those layers. And in that space I sing. Cause my heart holds on to things that dig into me and give me way The lonely heart will hunt all through the night And I'll forget the sun till sun But outside of time In the glimmer when my soul rides On the air There are rooms they'll never know Some seeds will never grow You can find me home In Valley Fair
<laughs> and just like that, we've come to the end of another Art House. Art House Radio from 88.5 WCUG and Alm Radio 96.3. That was Commencement by Twelfth Planet. Yeah, getting a little action going there. Let's go back to the beginning for the complete playlist. We heard Frolic by Jake X. Fussell as our intro music, and then Graduation, a beautiful piano solo piece by George Winston. We heard Commencement by Michael Silver, and Me Done Done by Grace McNally. Grace is uh, the host of Alm Radio over in Charleston, and she has a brand new album, Grace McNally's Full Circle. Give that a listen when you get a chance. Wonderful combination of music by different artists. And then we heard Graduation by Justin McRowan. During the commencement address, we heard Man Bartlett's 2016-06-28. We heard Juliana Money with Spring in the Valley. Juliana Money, a local musician from Columbus, lives in Brooklyn now, but what a wonderful song singing about spring in the Chattahoochee Valley. Very local music there. And we also heard Ivy Jones with Drowning My Good and the Shelby Brothers. I love that song. All new music, brand new, just came out, 2023. We heard Him For Her with Passion. Him For Her will be coming to Columbus June 2nd at the Bo Bartlett Center. Go ahead and make your plans to be there to hear Him For Her, who always sing our outro music. You're hearing it right now behind us. Asa Blanca by Grace McNally as well from Full Circle. Winding up with Commencement by Twelfth Planet. You can see the complete playlist on the website, arthouseradio.com. That's A-R-T-H-A-U-S radio.com. I really enjoy that playlist. I just just enjoy all that local music, uh, local to Columbus and local to Charleston. Show, are you excited for summer? I'm excited for summer. I think that this episode starts it. This is it. It's the beginning it commences. <laughs> <laughs> so excited for summer. Here we go. And congratulations to everybody who's finished school, wherever they are, is moving out into the world. Um, uh, my only advice, my primary advice, as I said, was be nice. Be nice. We got It's a big world out there. We all need to be nice to one another. Let's all get along. Do what we can to make this world a better place. Thanks for listening to The Art House. See you right back here next week. Love and light, y'all.